0: Are you looking for valuable business advice to reach that seven-figure revenue mark? Do you want actionable tips to properly navigate through every business challenge you encounter along the way? Let Tersh Blissett and Josh Crouch be your guide in getting you to the top here at Service Business Mastery. Tune in as they sit down with world-renowned authors in business, leadership, and personal growth who share valuable insights about management, marketing, pricing, human resources, and so much more. Let their nuggets of wisdom gold guide you in owning a thriving, profitable, and ever-growing business. Here are your hosts, Tersh and Josh.
1: Good morning and welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, Tersh and I had a guest lined up for this morning and he had to reschedule. So we are going to turn the hot seat around on Tersh and talk about managing and growing your business remotely. Uh, as anyone that's listened to this show for any length of time knows, Tersh has been remote before it was cool and before the pandemic started. And so we're going to go ahead and ask him questions. We're going to try to get some questions from the live audience today and, and see what we can do to help you all uh, grow your service businesses and start to think outside the box a little bit. So with that being said, this is kind of unique for me, but welcome, Tersh, to the show.
2: <laughs> oh, hello there. How are you? <laughs> hey, Josh. So, uh, so the other day, I, real quick, um, I, uh, I spotted this albino um, leopard where's yeah, your, little least I, your little thing your little bad least joke i thing. could do it, it was the least i could do get it where do you I get your sp- jokes I sp- man i sp- where- spotted an albino <laughs> all right let's go we'll move on
1: i mean where do you google your jokes
2: <laughs> should i i probably should shouldn't I? <laughs> you
1: probably should <laughs> oh man that's that's a killer um you know, so it's like, funny, so as some of you guys know that watch us live, Tersh and I were at Service World Expo last week, so it was nice for me, because Tersh and I really only met in person twice, maybe twice. Um, I think so. And so we've never, you know, it's just sitting there for several days in a row, being able to chat and catch up and go, I mean, just ask all these questions you wouldn't normally ask on a phone call, um, and Tersh was, was telling me how he is, I mean, this year they're having We'll call it explosive growth, I guess. And as you guys know, Tersh operates 100% remotely. So there are no like coming in in the morning, having your like coffee meetings or your huddles in the morning with at least in the traditional sense. So um, we thought we would do something where we kind of turn it around on Tersh and allow you guys to ask some questions. I have some questions. And that way we can get a little more insight in how Tersh and Julie and the gang are growing so quickly and how they are managing things like culture, communication, all these things that are super important for a service business. So, <clears throat> Tersh, I don't know if you want to start and just kind of catch us up with your, with where your yes. business is at, and then we'll dive into some of the questions.
2: Absolutely. So, um, as most of most people know, uh, Service Emperor came about uh, January of 2020, which was a, an amazing time to rebrand uh basically revamped the entire business, um, all the employees, all the client, most of the clientele um, kind of revamped the whole system and processes and everything. And then we had COVID hit. And so uh, it, was, it, it was a blessing in disguise. We kind of figured out some pain points while people were dealing with other pain points. So uh, it kind of masked some of our errors, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, cool in a... Not pandemic kind of way, but uh, and we we ended up actually um, we've grown this year. At, well, we're well over three hundred and eighty uh, percent and um, growth and uh, our target is to continue to grow in that aspect um, year over year. And I've said from day one that I wanted to be remote. Um, I wanted to be able to operate remotely because in the long run, I knew that I wanted to be able to operate companies and and a business from here, even if it's located in a different state. And that was kind of one of my, my main targets. And when I started TriStar, uh, in 2014, that's uh, our other business, it, we couldn't really do it. There was a lot of limitations, you know there really wasn't much in the cloud at that time. So I couldn't really do a whole lot. We used field edge at the time, uh, which we had used Desco. I've used Desco in the past with the previous business that I worked at. And so, you know, I kind of knew what to expect there, but once they moved to the cloud, it wasn't the same, same thing as it was at, in the desktop. So it was, it was kind of a challenge um, because everything, every decision that we make on a daily basis, it's to deliberately stay remote. Um, And sometimes that's easy. Sometimes that's uh, a challenge. And, you know, a lot of people, the number one question that we get is culture related. Um, And so we, you know, we meet, uh, first off, we have chats. We, we chat constantly throughout the day. Uh, We, what do you guys use? for that uh so we use teams we used to use slack and i really like slack um i would if if someone's listening to this and they have never done any kind of any kind of internal communication if they're still using a group chat on you know via iphones and you're just scrolling constantly trying to remember what chats go to what um slack is just too simple to use and it's free up to i think 10,000 messages yeah. or something crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it will continue to be free, but it's once it gets to 10,000 messages, like it won't store those. So if you do have things yeah. you want to store for later use, cause we use Slack for our business and there's a little bit of a learning curve, right? Like you have to figure out like what kind of channels do I want? Who do I want in those channels, but streamlining communication through teams or Google Hangouts or Slack or I mean there's there's a bunch of these programs out there now <clears throat> is super beneficial for your business like it's really helped us keep organized because it is impossible to remember everything you get told on a daily basis. Oh yeah. And emails are great for certain things but they <laughs> suck for internal communication. Like it's so hard to find emails. And I don't know about you, but like when I try to find an email on my mobile device, like I go through G Suite and try to search for something, I can't find the emails on my mobile device that I can find on my desktop,
2: oh. Oh, which yeah. is it's really, tough.
1: really annoying. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. That's why if I'm not sitting here in my office, then I am I have my iPad or my laptop with me. And that's that's the biggest thing with me, for me, um, because just like you said, even I mean, because we use Microsoft Office. And so Outlook on the phones, it's difficult to search also, even though um, about, I think it was about two years ago ish, something like that. uh, We had a, um, a uh, little meet and greet dinner event with Ari Mizell and he's kind of the king of automation. And he wrote a book called replaceable founder. And I kind of took what he said to heart there and uh, did a lot of the things. And one of those things was just spending a little bit of time and uh, creating different uh, categories inside of outlook and stuff like that. So then as soon as uh, I I'm, I'm scrolling through things, I can just easily move it to certain areas and then create rules is where um, that's the biggest thing is, is creating rules that automatically move things after I've looked at it or after it's, you know, forwarded to somebody else. Um, Steve, Cassette, he's actually a, a great guy. We had him as a guest recently on our show. Um, he asks about handling IT. Uh, yeah, so our, our office workers actually have laptops, um, and they're ours. Um, they're... We use... Um, Steve, you would ask this super technical question. We use... Um, <laughs> oh uh, shoot it is a platform um through apple management for the ipads for the guys uh, is that
1: jam for Jamf now yes
2: that's it that's it right there so, we use the
1: same thing for our ipads
2: yeah and that's that was a royal pain to get set up and i'm still playing with it at the same time but it's one of those things where i actually have a stack of ipads laying around here that are locked out because passwords gotten forgotten or something uh so yeah it's it's definitely worth the the frustration of dealing with it getting it set up to start with um uh we also use so like uh we use teams that's what we use now so that's what i was getting into the slack we do you want to I'm talk from slack so with, to teams good
1: with teams do you want to talk a little bit about like the structure like what you do for channels and stuff like that so just so yeah. people like maybe aren't familiar with this they can get some ideas on how they may structure something like this so they can keep communication, uh, relevant to certain people. That way you don't include like all of your employees Mm -hmm. on all these channels and nobody gets anything done.
2: Yeah. The biggest frustration that our guys have had in the past, even with Slack was the fact that, um, they were getting notified too much. And once you become notified too often, you start ignoring it. And I'm guilty of that myself. It's the same way with emails. I used to be the type of person where I couldn't have any red dots on my screen on my phone, but now it's like there's certain ones where it's like I just know like YouTube. I get so many notifications from YouTube, I just like oh whatever, it's just it's gonna be there. You're gonna have red dots. So where, you're not watching my videos. Uh, oh, you had the video out. Oh man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I watch all your videos. Of course I do.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um I with our teams and Slack was pretty much the exact same way. Now, uh, Teams is a little bit more finicky. You, you kind of, if you're really new into the IT side of things, if you're not really tech savvy, Teams is going to be slightly overwhelming. Slack will be a lot more, um, it'll be easier Simple to navigate. Slick. Yeah, and, but I'll tell you the same way or the same channels pretty much uh, for the most part. Um, we use a five three one process. So like level fives are... The worst or the most important, they're not worse, but they're going to either going to make us money or, or, or cost us money. Um, and so level five, so we, I have them labeled, um, channel one is banter, which is like, people are goofing off. They're just, everybody has their notifications turned off for banter. So that it's not chiming all day long. That's where people are going to send memes and whatnot like that. And that's where we really build culture because we really can goof off a lot in there um, within reason, of course. But um, then I stuck in a number two and that's chat, uh, team chat. So it's not quite banter, but it's not a level five important. So like you get to it, you get to it. Um, And then level three, I have office chat, which is just our office staff. and then. I have a level three service department, which is just our service text. Uh, and then I have a level five or a number five and it's important next to that. Um, and that part of our, our, um, communication is the important channel is that all notifications are turned on your, your banner notifications turned on, everything's turned on. Um, and, uh, Steve wrote a little book there. You can read that, Josh. Is, <laughs> I can't read and talk, um, but yeah. The then I have a dispatch uh, and debrief request. So anytime, whenever somebody's ready to be dispatched, they just hit in there. They would need to be dispatched, and same with debrief. Our debrief is—I don't want to go too deep into the weeds with this—but our our debrief process is pretty fast, even though. What it's gonna, I'm gonna say is, it sounds like it's not very fast, but uh, they complete a form and it's the same form every single time, so they know what to expect on the form. And then the dispatcher reviews the debris form, and then she That's in service um, Titan, right? That is in service Titan, yeah. And then uh, as long as everything checks out, she's like, "All right, you're good to go. Let me know when you're ready to be dispatched." Most of the times they'll they'll say, "I'm ready to be dispatched now," and then she can go ahead and dispatch them. Otherwise, they'll just message in that same channel. They're ready for a dispatch. Now, whenever they click, whenever they say that, they say dispatch, please, or something to that effect. Whoever gives them a thumbs up, that's the person who actually will dispatch them. Uh, So that's how the technician knows that that's been acknowledged and um, that expect that person to dispatch you. So, like, there's three different people typically who would dispatch someone. Even so, we have one main dispatcher, but if she doesn't catch it. Uh, then we have a couple backups so that they're not sitting there uh, waiting. Um, and then we have an installation channel, and then we have a marketing images channel. So this is going to the marketing team. So uh, one of the biggest challenges we have with that channel is having everybody take pictures in landscape mode instead of you know horizontal. So it's just are vertical that is we're try, constantly trying to get them to take horizontal photos and upload them and we do a lot of yard signs and so they every time they take a picture of a yard sign or every time they put a yard sign out they'll take a picture of it and, and upload it to that channel um, uh george yeah i'll touch on the rebranding here uh in just a second
1: um i'll put that back up in a minute
2: <laughs> okay uh then we have parts tracking information so our our techs typically Order their own parts, but if it's something that's special ordered, uh, the dispatcher or the office staff will do it, uh, and so it's put into that channel. And that's going to be that's not going to be your capacitors or contactors. That's going to be something that's special ordered. Um, say we have to order a, a a coil or something like that, and it's not something that's a truck stock item. Um, then we have PO requests. Whenever the guys need a PO, uh, information goes in there and captures in there. And I could do a deep dive into that um, accountability of purchase orders. Uh, receipt capture every time they take they take they get a receipt they have to take a picture of it and put it in there but we also use dext and that's really been helpful the receipt capture channel is just for accountability we don't use it for anything other than accountability everything else like our receipts themselves go into dext and then it's transcribed and then sent over to QuickBooks and um, so that's um And now you have a lot of this
1: stuff integrated together, right? Like it's it's a lot of these systems, if they talk together. So it's one of those things that, and and I I, I beat that drum all the time. And as I know you do, um, the longer you take to start dipping your toe into Zapier or IFTTT or some of these other, I think there's Pably I've seen as one of those like alternatives. The longer you take to dip your toe into that stuff, the more the more difficult you're making your life. Um, because softwares today almost always come with some kind of API connection where you can connect programs together. So instead of you manually taking one task from your CRM, moving it to another software that maybe helps you with marketing or maybe helps you with operations, get it to be done automatically so you don't have to, manually do that task and hire more people because you have all these manual tedious tasks because what, what the one thing that uh, was an overwhelming problem that we talked to people at service World expo, I can't find enough good people or workers mm-hmm. or technicians. And so you, we have to adapt and turn. Well, that's this is, one of the, this it, is really where.
2: Yeah. That's where me. we really shine is because I don't have to have someone in Savannah, Georgia to run an office like our bookkeeper she's in uh charleston south carolina and so also we didn't have to hire someone for data entry or not full-time anyways and we're at the size where a typical company would have a full-time data entry clerk of some sort whether that's the bookkeeper or that's their position yeah like
1: accounts payable accounts receivable stuff Mm -hmm. like that
2: yeah and and using programs like Dex. now of course somebody has to go in and just make sure Dex didn't screw something up. But other than that, it's just sent over to QuickBooks. And at that point, our bookkeeper is checking, checking out everything out. Um, and so she's, and she's remote. Um, and it, it's like uh, also we've had Spencer. Uh, I don't want to mispronounce his last name. Sheen, Sheenan, Sheenan. Uh, he's out of Canada, but he, he's a really good dude. I was actually with him last week, week four last uh, in New Jersey, he wrote this book called um, uh, "Entrepreneur Numbers." Entrepreneur Numbers, uh, but it uh, is a—it yeah, is a really good book about simplifying your bookkeeping. But he does remote bookkeeping and, and CPA, um, and so there's so many there's so many platforms out there and programs out there that will do that, and they don't do it. I mean, they'll do it for you full time, or they'll ha- they have people staff that will do it for, for you full time. But you don't have to have them doing it for you full time. Um, you can have, you know, they'll basically part time wages to do something like that. Um,
1: hey, so, speaking of like Zapier, because yeah. and this is something I, I jogged my memory when we started talking about it. So there is an event coming up. It's October twenty first. It's like a five-hour event, so it's not all day. It's 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. And it is talking about automation, how to get started, and going into some of the different things that you can do. Um, and if you guys don't know this, which many of you may not, there are essentially marketing companies that this is all they do. Like, So I'm pretty good with Zapier, not as good as someone like Steve. Um, and Tersh and I probably uh, battle back and forth with who's better <laughs> on that stuff. But... There are, I, I have a, a guy or an agency that when I get into, run into something difficult, I send it off to them and they pay an hourly, it's an hourly fee, but here's the thing. People like that are going to be able to help you. You're going to be able to ask them questions and they're going to know how to get deeper into this stuff without having you to figure it out yourself. Cause that is the hardest thing. Like contractors, the, the biggest question I get on Zapier automation, stuff like that is I don't know where to start. I guess it's not really a question. It's a statement. I don't know where to start. And I I, hopefully people listening to this take this seriously sign up for that event. It's I'm pretty sure it's free. It's like five hours long. um, in a decent time of the year where it's not super crazy for people just start learning, start dipping your toes, start reading, watching a few videos um, stuff like that, because connecting your your business to automation is going to really help you guys be more efficient um so i don't know if you have anything else to add on some of that automation stuff tersh but
2: yeah i I mean we do we do like 2800 zaps now keep in mind that's not just with one business that's a couple businesses there um that we do all those zaps. and but within service titan will zap after every single service call whether it needs to be a happy call from one from our CSR or if it needs to be a happy call slash outbounding call from our um outbounder. And um it'll automatically go into their task management. Uh while wow calls like we do all of that. Um there's uh who is that? It's it just says Facebook user on our end. I'll, I'll i to look know. over here and uh I don't some, know. it's, it's a hit or miss uh they really uh will take them out if they get the to stinking too bad she'll take them out to be dry clean otherwise i'll uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry to totally uh, like throw that in front of your face really
2: curveball yeah no um yeah we do a lot of zaps uh a lot of zaps pertaining to service titan actually steve actually got us set up with a couple of zaps back back in the day before we could really before service titan came out with oh it's chris (laughs) what's up man uh so back in the day before we could do um before service titan had a zapier integration legit um steve had created one for zap for uh service titan which he helped he helped us do a, a lot of really cool zaps also
1: yeah, that's uh I, that's actually how I got set up first too was his unofficial one and then the official one, and then I realized that the unofficial one was better than the official one. <laughs> so I wish I wouldn't <laughs> there's have changed, a couple
2: things I there's don't. a couple things on the official one that we've that have been um, pretty cool. And I'm trying to think. I don't I don't wanna step on Steve's toes by any means, but I think that there was one. Oh, so every new residential uh, client that gets added to this to the system they uh automatically go into mailchimp so they they get added to our monthly filter reminder into mailchimp
1: well and and see stuff like that that's super easy right like think about your marketing and and i use this a lot because i uh, own a marketing company but that's some of the stuff that we do is we help connect that stuff so that way because before zapier and before i knew how to use it every month or every week we would export our list I'd have to clean it yeah. up, send it mm-hmm. over, import it, make sure it was right. Like It took me probably 20 to 30 minutes every week to do this. Mm-hmm. And then when we got busy, guess what I forgot to do? I oh, forget yeah. it for like four or five weeks. I forgot where I left off at. Now I got duplicates on the list. Like it's just a mess. So that was one of the first things we set up with Zapier was in your CRM, when a job is completed, we send that customer's information over to a list. And now that list, you can... Now, Titan is much better at this than most, but you can you can segment that list based on job type, based on yeah. how much they purchase from you. So, mm-hmm. like, there are, and you start talking about like uh, we. I know one of the vendors we met, and you were showing me before that like, you got a case from the, or a little cooler from them of cookies, like two years success, stuff like oh, that. Yeah, Getting success. so an installation over so five thousand dollars.
2: Yeah. So they integrate with service Titan also. And so power selling pros is what it says on the outside of this container. But, uh, whenever we got back in town, power selling pros, uh, I had a package here and it was a little, a little little cooler and, um, it, you know, power selling pros sent it to us and it actually came from to your success. Now to your success, uh, they've been on the podcast before. So I'll, I'll try and find that episode and link it in the show notes. Um, but then they, and of course, Julie and I are on this 75 hard challenge. So we can't eat these cookies, but they're sealed. I'm, I'm not I am not on a
1: 75 <laughs> hard challenge. So if you want to ship those up to Wisconsin, buddy, you just go right ahead.
2: <laughs> but I love the fact that, I mean, we were talking to, we were talking to him the other day at the show and, um, you know, you can set it up so that uh, if it's someone over five thousand dollars, they spend over five thousand dollars, or maybe you want to make it over ten thousand dollars, you get one package. And the next package is down, mm-hmm. and then somebody that spends over two hundred dollars but not five thousand dollars, then you might want to send them like a smaller, you know, care package or a WOW package. And it's going to be, you know, it's private logo, it's private branded, and and it has you can have it so that it has your logo on it, just like the, the team from Power Cell and Pros. Um, that's sent over to us,
1: and i th- I think they had ones at the show. You could co op those too. Like if you put the or Lenox, yeah. or Carrier logo on it, you can co op these things. So you're only paying like fifty percent of it. But again, it's the whole point of the automation thing is just to make you more efficient and make your business seem like it's got it. Ch- I don't know if I can say shit, but got <laughs> your shit together. Like, like because otherwise, yeah. you have to have someone manually package this stuff, manually bake the cookies, man. Like. You yeah. think of all these hours saved, you don't even realize, it, and it's it is a full-time job or three. And oh totally. But it's just one of those things I, you know, I, I could beat that drum literally all day. Um, but I don't know if we want to jump back into George's question because you so you were
2: oh yeah before yeah.
1: 2020, you were icebound air conditioning and refrigeration, right? Or is it icebound US or what was the uh, It name? was
2: technically just icebound. And okay. uh, it was implied H V C and refrigeration. Um, and I I like that brand. I mean, I didn't dislike the brand. Uh, I, didn't like the I, the logo. I, I didn't like, I it. love the I, penguin. I didn't like I love the penguin, man. No. <laughs> I mean, I didn't dislike, I mean, I didn't hate it or anything, but it wasn't I mean, like, I could, my favorite thing in the world. What I'm
1: envisioning but, Tersh is you like dressing up as a mascot and walking around waddling like a penguin <laughs> to was, all these yeah. events and shows and stuff like
2: that. I mean, I'd do it, you know? Attention beats marketing a thousand percent. So, oh yeah, uh, you get so
1: much good publicity in the local <laughs> Savannah market for that because you already got the yeah. Savannah Banana guy. So now you yeah. can have the penguin. You guys can show up to the baseball games.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, they have the parking and penguins, and so I was trying to sponsor the penguins, uh, the parking lot, because they had the parking and penguins, and they were de- they were dressed up as penguins. Uh, but that was right about the time that we decided to do the rebrand. So. We had to ex that. And also another reason was that uh, uh, a penguin doing plumbing it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. So we knew that we were bringing on other trades. And so we, before we got large, I wanted to make sure that we rebranded the company. Um, and it, the, the biggest thing with the rebrand is letting the audience know, letting our audience know that we've rebranded because even people that i know within the community they were like i thought y'all went out of business and it was in 2020 and people were like i just assumed that y'all went out of business because of everything and um we had actually sent out emails and so we're still doing that we're still sending out emails hey by the way did you know that icebound is service emperor and that type of thing so um, and it's something that's a constant battle because we don't want, like our new clients, we don't want them referring anything to Icebound. So it's a fine line. We don't want to throw too much of Icebound stuff out there. Uh, but yeah, now
1: you and I'm pretty sure you had help through your coaching organization, CEO yeah. Warrior, right? They, yeah. they, because they, this is part of what they do. They helped yeah. uh, my previous boss with the same thing. So. It's not quite the same process, uh, George. It's a very thorough process. Um, it's a lot of understanding what is in your local market because you don't want to be the same colors or the same type of brand or the same mascot or anything like that as a competitor because that that could do, really doom you because then all of a sudden you got people leaving you reviews and they meant to leave it for a different company, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But as far as marketing, I think... The most important thing is to be prepared to have a story about why you rebranded. Because rebranding just to rebrand doesn't mean anything to anyone. Like it Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so what? Like I I get, I mean, everyone the companies want to rebrand because they want a better image or they want to stand out more, but there needs to be a quantitative reason to your customers and to your local community of why. Like because you felt like this is going to allow you to grow and continue to add jobs in the local community or you know, add services. Like if your name has heating and air conditioning in it and you want to add plumbing or electrical, well, generally speaking, you have to change your name. So stuff like that allows for a story and kick charge. I mean, you're in the right place. Kick charge is phenomenal at this. They'll help you do oh, a yeah. brand story and they yeah. will, they will do a kick ass logo for you. Like I work with a ton of people that, Use, have used kick charge and they do Dan and his team do a phenomenal job of really being thorough. Like they don't cut corners on this stuff. So I'm sure he'll have an entire process for you to help roll out. And obviously George, you you work with me. So we'll be able to help you with that too on some of the, um, the communication side and just some ideas and things to get out to your local market. But honestly, letters, letters to your customer base, emails to your customer base, um, making sure that this stuff is, Bold on your website while you rebranded, mm-hmm. and then maybe put something like "Formerly Advent Air" or whatever the name of your company is,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: people know they're in the right spot, right? Because otherwise, the worst thing that can happen is they go to your old website and they get redirected to somewhere else, and they're like, what the hell? What? Did, who is this? Like, I don't know who this. So we is. did something with this other company.
2: Yeah, we did something where we we had a uh, a redirect page from our old website to a landing page uh, for our new website and the landing page basically explained what, what happened, the process of what happened. Uh, and then they're like service emperors who you need to search for now, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, so I, I haven't looked lately. We, for a while we had a lot of traffic on that page, but, um, we also redid our website here recently too, because of Google's updates and everything. Um, so I don't, I don't know the exact traffic on that page now. Uh, I knew it was teetering off pretty, pretty drastically, uh, as people were picking up our brand, our new brand.
1: Yeah. And I, I, over time people forget who you used to be, you know, they, they, there might be some people that have been with you for a long time that will know it, but otherwise they'll know you as the new brand. It doesn't take a long time. You just have to be consistent with your message, even answering the phone, um, uh, you know, let's let's say you name yourself ABC heating company and you used to be a different name. I would answer your phone differently, at least for the first, probably six months. And just, Hey, this is whatever your new brand is formerly, whatever your Mm -hmm. previous brand was, how can I help you? How can I make you smile today? Something like that. Um, That's what we did. It just has, it has to be well thought. Like you have to essentially go back and kind of reverse engineer, like look at your calls, look at how you answer emails, Don't forget your signature and email. Like there's so many little things that come Mm -hmm. along with a rebrand. So as you're going through the process, maybe make a list of the marketing pieces that customers may see. Email signature, phone calls, um, you know, uh, business cards, stuff, stickers, like all these little things that you guys hand out on every service call, Mm is going to have to be updated. Um, So it's one of those things like sometimes people are like, I just want to rebrand. Everyone's rebranded. I want to do it let's just do it and they get to it and like it's a lot of work it, it is it you can have be to, expensive you have to prove a lot of des- oh yeah. yeah i mean just the just the graphic design part isn't cheap mm-hmm. and then you have the all of the you know all of the the pads of paper and the in-home things that you <laughs> use and it gets to be a lot and even still so i i didn't really change my logo uh <laughs> george um, you know, I, I I essentially changed the colors of my logo. I still there's places online I run into and I have the old colors, and I just haven't updated. Like it's, there's it, it a lot of things because everything is so interconnected these days. It just farms out to a million places, and you try to corral that back in is really difficult. That,
2: that's that honestly, that's one of the challenges of using something like Zapier and Airtable because um, with Airtable, yeah, Airtable, <clears throat> I'll create you know, 30 posts in a month and then Airtable sends it to wherever buffer. Um, and then buffer sends it to all the social media platforms. And so like just, just getting, uh, getting back to where it's originally at, that's, that can be a challenge. That's for sure. So I like what Steve says here in this, uh, in his comment.
1: Yeah. I figured I'd throw that up there just in case people are watching, they can, can read that. Um, and so just so anyone knows, if you use Housecall Pro or use Service Titan, we have unofficial Zapier groups for both. Steve is in the Service Titan group and is probably one of the most frequent commenters because Steve is is he's really good and really brilliant with this stuff. Uh, he's way smarter than I am. So I'm just like the facilitator. I'm like, I usually tag Steve and I'm like, Steve, can you help him? Steve, can you do this? Yep. <laughs> uh, but Housecall Pro, we have a group too. Housecall Pro's Service Titan or uh, Zapier integration is... Uh, It's not great. We'll just leave it there. So, but, um, for me, I wanted to, to touch. So Tersh, you, you manage everything remotely when it comes to technicians, Mm -hmm. what do you guys do? So obviously this is like the, the whole thing, because most HVAC companies or plumbing companies, they have all their parts in one central location their central mm. warehouse. Everyone comes to their central warehouse, grab stuff. And that's usually where the meetings occur with your technicians. What do you guys do that is different um, to keep your guys remote, keep them efficient and make sure they have what they need.
2: Yeah. So we have uh, the storage units uh, nearby the house, their house, and it's got, it's fully stocked with basically a little bit more than a uh, one truck worth of inventory. Some of them, um, especially around the uh, installers, They're, there's a lot more duct board than what really needs to be there. And it's, it's like inventory anywhere else. It can get out of hand if you're not careful with it. Um, but it's, it's also, um, it, it makes it so they stay out of supply houses um, because it's for our guys, they get paid flat rate and they don't want to be in a supply house. They don't, they, it's inefficient for them and they get irritated when they have to go to supply house typically. So uh, it's right there. They can replenish it. And then the vendor actually is on a, um, I call it VMI. It's um, where the consignment. So they, they actually rep- will help replenish that, uh, the inventory there. So that's- So uh, who's in
1: charge of that? Is it, is it someone internally at the company or is the technician that's in charge of- Maintaining their stock levels,
2: all, all or is it an of it. How do you guys do it?
1: Okay,
2: all of the above. So, Service Titan, we have inventory through Service Titan, um, and then we have an inventory manager that works part time and just goes around and checks everything. Uh, the TM from Supply House, they do a double check on it, um, but then nothing gets restocked unless it's been put into the uh, the If the service technician didn't put it as a material on a job. So they can't get a replenishment, a truck replenishment if they didn't fill out the invoice properly. So it's kind of a check and balance. We had like three different checks and balances there.
1: So what, what Tursh is talking about. So in service Titan and other programs, you can, when you add a line item to an invoice, generally speaking, you need materials and there's a truck replenishment thing in service Titan where, you upload all the stuff that's in your truck. And then just like you would at a retail location, like if you're at a target, they do the same thing. Like if you pull one from stock, it shows in the inventory system. So they know once they get to a certain number, like Mm -hmm. if you get down to two capacitors of a certain size, we need to reorder so we can get back to six in the truck or whatever the case is. But that's, it's kind of, again, it's a little bit kind of an automated system because the software is doing the work.
0: Mm -hmm. Your
1: technicians just have to, Fill out. They just have to fill everything out, and the, the yeah. software does the work and allows you to just continue to operate. And then, honestly, things just come. You can even yeah. connect that with your your suppliers, and mm-hmm. they can just automatically place orders for you and just keep sending yep. you stuff. So,
2: yep. We used to use um, Stock Pro. So Wattsco, if you're a Wattsco dealer, um, if you're doing HVAC and, you, and you're a Wattsco dealer, and you're listening, uh, they have a free platform uh, that's called Stock Pro that's what it's called at Baker's Um, East coast metals calls it something different. Uh, But it's, they actually have QR codes or barcodes that you can print out and put inside the van and scan it. And it'll do a min max on there and it'll let you know when it, when the technician needs more because they've scanned it as long as they're doing it properly and scanning it. uh, It'll tell you that it's time for, you know, these materials to be replenished and it's a free uh, program through, um, your Watsco dealer. So,
1: so would you say managing remotely has forced you to become better at systems and processes? Or
2: yeah, you find if- loopholes really quick. Uh, it there's <sighs> people don't see each other doing things, so everything has to be written out. Or we do a lot of videos, so you have to have a video on the process, or else people are just going to say. Oh well, that's not how it was explained to me. And then there's less checks and balances, so it's very you have to be very careful with this. And and Chris Chris Hughes and I we spoke on this in 2020, I think, at AHR Expo, uh, and we we talked about just being remote and having that that culture and also that the, those checks and balances. And uh, it's um, definitely one of those things that you. Every time you find an issue, creating a new process, like you don't want to be like so process driven, that's like overwhelming for somebody that's onboarding. But it it's very it makes things a lot less complicated whenever every time somebody has a question about something, they can just go to their the channel in Teams and it's there. So that's another great thing about Teams. And Steve made a great point earlier. Um, the 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 Teams integration, Microsoft 360. um, is uh, Google is a lot easier, but Microsoft has uh, a, he says a crap ton of features compared to, to Google. Uh, and w- one of those features is everything that I have stored in the cloud in Microsoft 360 or 365, I can add to teams so everybody can access their files. So all the policies and procedures are at their fingertips on their phone or iPad, uh, which is that removes all excuses from any equation. There's always that, you know, all the policies and procedures are there.
1: So I know we had Al on and Al's big uh, proponent of the manuals, which, you know, obviously there's, it's, there's always value in having those paper manuals. So it sounds like you've kind of taken a a similar approach, but maybe a modern take on it where you have videos Mm -hmm. from processes. Is that, is that accurate?
2: We do have videos. We do have written manuals too, because um, being in the world that we're in, you know, I have other organizations that are like, Hey, what do you do in this situation? And they just like, here's our our policy. And they just send it over to us and we revamp it. And uh, it's in, you know, written form now paper. We don't have paper. Like I, there's a printer somewhere here, but if I have to pull it out, I'm usually super irritated because I don't want to print anything out. Uh, So it's very like it's there. It's in the cloud. We have it there um, and available. I actually created a website uh, for our team. That is all of our policies and procedures, but it's it. Once we really streamlined Microsoft 365, they just quit using that website. So they don't really, it's, it was, a labor of love but it was pretty useless now because nobody really signs into it
1: yeah and i i love the idea of creating video processes i i do a roller coaster with those like i'll get on a kick and i'm like i need to create a process for this this is like and, and i just do it and i can screen the the beautiful thing is you can screen share yeah or you can oh, use yeah. like if it's something in service titan right you can use your tablet and use like the screen share function and sh- mm-hmm. like this is exactly how you add a material to a job this is exactly how you use task management. So one of
2: the things I, I, one of the things that Al said the other day when we interviewed him that I really love and I wish I had heard this years ago was the 80% thing. It, it, it was don't do it a hundred percent, do it 80% because I was doing a lot of things a hundred percent and that's like uh, Dext. So it used to be called Receipt Bank. I have a full process on how to fill in receipts in Receipt Bank. Here's the login information. Here's the app. Well, guess what? It's completely useless now that Dex came along and bought Receipt Bank out. So now I have to go create another one. Instead of saying, "Look, this is how you just you you log into an app and then make sure that the more important stuff was like where like where are you sending it? Fuel goes to fuel." You know, and and that's been done away with now because we got fuel cards, so it takes some of the human error aspect of it out. Um, but George, George that's, has another uh, great question. Yeah, George, this that's a something great. I to, yeah, that's that is a great so, question too. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, George, go ahead.
1: I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the question. I keep forgetting to read yep. the question for the so the people that actually listen to this and don't watch it. Um, George's question is: How do you handle the human connection if everyone operates remotely at the same time managing the company values? Which is a phenomenal question.
2: Oh yeah. So at the beginning of every meeting, uh, so we have meetings weekly also. So we'll have uh, daily huddles with the office staff, but then, um, install crew will, we'll have an all company. Those are zoom, right? Yeah. They're over zoom teams or okay. zoom teams. Kind of sketchy there. It's glitchy sometimes, but, um, mainly over zoom and we'll have an all company meeting and it's, um, and then that's on Tuesdays. And then, uh, Thursdays, we have a service tech meeting. So it's like real technical and it's just an, it's basically an hour long zoom call. Uh, And then we'll have daily huddles with the office gals. Um, But we say our core values and all the guys, they wear the core values on their sleeves. um, And so they have to each one say a core value and how, like how that, that core value interacted with their day, the previous day, if it's in the morning. Um, And then with the, office we have uh, a zoom that's open all the time and i actually just closed it by mistake over here because it was using up (laughs) a lot of bandwidth on the on the screen but uh each of us have our have a screen like julie has a screen in her office i have a screen and not in in mine where it's just you keep open all day long um the uh the zoom so everybody all the remote staff that's quote unquote office, they're on a a Zoom call all day long. And then they- You keep them,
1: everyone's on mute, right? Like they're on mute. And then so that way, if they do need to talk to one another, just like you Mm -hmm. would in an office setting, right? Like if you had cubicles, you would just Mm kind of like peer over the cubicle and say, hey, this, this, that, or the other thing. They Mm -hmm. just unmute themselves, say it to the group. And then obviously when someone can respond, they respond.
2: Yeah yeah we've had to be creative with that, too, because uh, sometimes I'll just unmute and start going to town talking, and <laughs> two of the people could be on the phone. and they're like, <laughs> Shh. Stop! Shut perch. up, Tersh. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's always me sticking my foot in my mouth. But yeah, and then we also do quarterly, at least quarterly team gatherings, and we we go big or go home when it comes to quarterly our quarterly functions. Uh, we we'll, do you mind sharing have, some
1: examples of like some recent, one, like ones you guys yeah. have done in the past, just for ideas and to start generating things for people.
2: Yeah, so we do low country boils. Uh we live on 250 acres here uh and so we'll have anybody that within reason that can come here, they'll come here and we'll do a low country boil. Um we also uh will rent a uh like a 250 foot obstacle course slide, uh water slide, blow up thing. And so like everybody's kids come and they'll play on all day long and and stuff like that. And so uh, we do that, you know, every quarter and, um, we have, we do a lot of shooting here too. Uh, <laughs> where you're listening, you might not do a lot you of. You always shooting do that. Guns, you're in but, the
1: South, man. Everybody yeah. shoots in the South.
2: <laughs> so it, we'll, we'll do some shooting. Uh, we have, we have a lot of places to, to do that here. Um, and then, uh, just anything we'll, we'll do breakfast. So we try to do a monthly breakfast too, where we'll just get together and, and, uh, we'll go to one of our clients, one of the people that use us and um, we'll do that. And then, oh yeah, Julie, Julie's in the comments here. She brought up a good point too. Like uh, when we had to update our insurance, uh, we'll go to the insurance um, place itself and do a a meeting there. And um, it's always great because then I'll get the insurance guy to pay for breakfast. And so that's a win-win for me.
1: so george essentially there's still plenty of human connection it's just not every day um, yeah it's not every so we, day we, we can, cut, like, cut shake out someone's the, hand stuff like that
2: yeah we cut out the hour and a half of of cooler talk water cooler talk uh and everybody still chats a lot with each other uh but yeah that's kind of what can i, I ask you a question we... on
1: that because this mm-hmm. is I, I know you and i have talked about this so A lot of times, like on Slack or Teams, people will still have like a water cooler channel, which sounds like it's your number one. But Mm -hmm. do you you find that helps with some of like the gossip crap that goes on? Because every company I've been always we've always had this stuff. And I feel like if you're not meeting in person, you won't... Have yeah. as much of that stuff like in the part those parking lot talks yeah, yeah, yeah. after the meeting.
2: <laughs> yeah, gossips are non-negotiable for us. So uh, we have ten non-negotiables, and gossips one of them. And gossip is defined as saying one thing about someone else to someone who has no control over the situation. So if John has no control over uh, Jimmy, and then Peter's coming to to John and telling him all about what Jimmy's doing, that's gossip. And that's a fireable offense, non-negotiable, right up. Uh, So, and that's something that's discussed a lot. And we have to, we have to discuss it, continue to discuss it, even because even though we don't have a water cooler for them to chat around, uh, there's times where the text message outside of of work um, just starts to happen. And um, so we just, ha- it's just something to have to be very careful of. And that, it, that becomes a challenge because we don't, we're not in an office where we could overhear those kind of conversations. So, so they're
1: almost more, even more behind your back than they would be. Cause if you, if you see a couple yeah. of texts in the parking lot afterwards and yeah, it just exactly. seems kind of like they're quiet and hush hush. And mm-hmm. it's a little obvious to see that, like, okay, they're talking about something, someone a process or something but when it's all digital yeah you can't see it you have no idea what's going on and then all of a sudden you're got a big problem and you don't even know what happened
2: mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. and steve made another great point steve we should just had steve chime in here too uh uh there dylan said there would be no staff if there was no gossiping no it's it's it we can do it without gossiping it's definitely um possible um it, but it's a chain of command thing so like you have to understand the chain of command and the authority you know the chain the authority command and everything like that but yeah uh um but yeah steve julie m- julie must oh, be yeah. the
1: one planning these events
2: oh yeah yeah julie is the event planner all day long that's not okay i'm like yeah.
1: julie's Uh-oh. like a, she's just firing off the stuff that she's either not planned <laughs> or you guys are doing church is like uh, uh yeah uh, yeah we did that and we we should show
2: things and <laughs> I sure is like, event.
1: what time do I have to be there? All right, cool.
2: Uh-huh, 100%. Oh, you want me to cut the grass before? Okay, that's cool. I got you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just make a list of the things I got to do, honey.
2: <laughs> yeah, 100% um but yeah about what steve was saying uh discord um that's a good platform i've never really gotten into discord much i have some friends of mine who um have a podcast and they are really big into discord but i just i I never could get into it i know there's a lot of gamers that do discord also but um, twitch
1: yeah
2: and twitch yeah same but i just haven't ever really uh spent the time focused on there's so much stuff you could do out there that um I just haven't really spent the time searching more than what basically I, I have a problem that I need solved and I find a solution to it and then I move on.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that can be difficult for me because a lot of times I like to know what's out there. Mm. and all the different functionality and you go down these rabbit holes because literally, and we talked about this at Service World Expo, there is a vendor or software, I shouldn't say vendor, a software company for literally anything. I even ran into a company that has virtual yard signs, if you can believe that's a thing. Yeah. So like it's literally a software for everything and you can go down these rabbit holes. But that's where someone like Tersh or Steve or some of these guys who have this technology in place, They've already gone through the trials and tribulations of what yeah. works, what doesn't work. You can talk to people like them and there's, there's, there's dozens of them out there now and just, you can save yourself the headache of,
2: I could tell you trying what one doesn't and trying work with teams. Like I, I, like what I love about Slack and Steve mentioned it, he alluded to it earlier, like with, the, with teams, it, with slack i love the integration with zapier because i could share things as myself well teams it doesn't it comes in as a zap from zapier so it looks kind of goofy and and it's not as um personal yeah personable uh and and so um and then there's certain things in teams that are just horrendous and there's nothing i can do about it microsoft doesn't care what i say about any of these things you know uh but um but yeah, I could, I mean, Steve's a great, I, I learned so much from Steve and, and they had that, their business, um, the business that he, he works for, they do a ton of automation. And so uh, yeah. you can learn a lot from them also.
1: Yeah, so... I don't know if there's any like other big outstanding questions you get a lot. Cause obviously so you've talked about say. this enough. You know, people, people probably come to you and ask you these were like questions like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing oh, this yeah. remotely. How, what do you, what do you do for this or that? Is there like a, a really big question that maybe we haven't answered?
2: Um, yeah, that would be, yeah, George, uh, George, I don't know about all that writing, writing into writing books and stuff. Um, the, communication with clients so with us not being all in one office so with the with the office staff quote-unquote office staff I use air quotes there um, they're not all in one central location it's hard for us to overhear conversations so we use podium for that and so all of our outside client communication comes in in one spot and that's in podium and that's been a game changer for us so how do you I
1: was going to, and that was one of my notes. And of course we got on different topics. So I <laughs> forgot. Um, so you have your three office staff who are muted on zoom. Something mm-hmm. comes in through Google, my business, Facebook, or whatever. It goes into podium. How do you make sure like multiple people aren't answering the same request?
2: It Is there some you, kind of it, system for that? It tells you automatically on there um, who's answering it. And even if somebody's in the middle of typing something, it'll tell you real time that they're typing it out you know they're typing uh, okay so you so, can see
1: that somebody's doing something before yeah. you start typing out a response
2: yeah mm-hmm. and okay. there's people like we have the chain of command or the you know we have who does what when and so before i would answer anything uh the i i typically would go into teams and say hey has anybody answered this person, or do you ha- are you prepared to answer for this this person's question? Blah blah blah. Because I'm the last person to answers the questions in there because usually I'm way out of the loop, and usually if I answer, it, it's going to be the wrong answer. So, <laughs> and, and Julie commented in, that. The, in, in the comments below. I, 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 everybody that's on staff with us, they they do their job and they do it way better than I do. Um, and the Julie one of the things that Julie mentioned in the comments was that the quote unquote office staff uh, the podium lets all of us see who are talking to the clients. And so that's one really good thing for me, including the technicians. So when the technicians need to text the clients <clears throat> they they like we know that the technician has has, has texted the client, and that's uh, the accountability aspect of it for the technicians and the the client doesn't know who's texting them because it all comes from the same phone number which is funny at times because they'll say i don't know if this is julie or if this is katie or if this is tony but i just need this to get to a certain person and they don't realize that it goes to us all anyways so
1: yeah well so and there's one other thing that as we're talking about the remote team i know we're getting close to an hour so we'll wrap it up after this but um, we talked about this a lot while we were down at Service World Expo. So you, especially being remote, it's a little harder to train your office staff on, like, calls. You know, calls coming in, how to train your team on how to get better and improve. So you guys, I am uh, I think you told me, you guys hired a coaching program to help your yeah. staff with, with answering yeah. calls and getting better at booking, right?
2: Absolutely. So <laughs> all of our calls are recorded. Um, and that's one of the things with... that we really push our technicians to call with service Titan as well. So that it's all recorded, but we use um, power selling pros. And uh, I think the episode was just released Erica with power selling pros. And then I think Zach is getting ready to come on the show and Brigham's going to come on the show too. Uh, We, we hung out with them a little bit while we were down or up in Kentucky, down in Kentucky. Down for me. But <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, they're going to come back on the show and they've, they've been on the show a couple of times, but uh, yeah, we, we personally use them uh, for that. And there's also, if you go to the link that's in the show notes right there, the uh, there's a, a little discount for you to, to get signed up with PowerSelling Pro's.
1: You guys got to realize, like, when, when we went to Service World Expo, Tersh is like a rock star when he goes to these things. I literally, <laughs> like, couldn't walk. I couldn't walk 10 steps without someone saying, hey, Tersh, what's up, Tersh? Love your show, Tersh. <laughs> so uh, when we were hanging out with the guys at Power Selling Pro, I was like, there was this, I, I think it was, what was with the, the young kids? Zach.
0: Zach, uh, yeah. Steven
1: Zach. Was, was teasing him because it, it, Zach is, like, in awe of Tersh and, like, a super fan i asked him when his uh his bobblehead collection is coming out of Tersh, so that way we can send Tersh bobbleheads to everybody
2: yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah we need to do that
1: <laughs> but uh yeah there's there's a little discount there for you guys uh power so power pros they were one of like the first first companies out there to really help with answering your phone yeah. and and this is something that i i talk to clients all the time like there's three ways for you to grow your business get more leads, book more of those leads, driving a higher average ticket. Like if there's three things to work on, like obviously all three at the same time would really help you grow. But a lot of times you have enough leads or you have enough people in your database, you need to either book more calls or you need to drive a higher average ticket and learn how to offer other additional services. So and stuff like this, this would this would be point number two. Power selling pros helps your team book at a higher rate, provide better customer service, make your CSRs happier. Like just happier when they're on the phone. Like they don't dread it. Like they're just, oh yeah, hi, this is Service Emperor. I want to book you. Like I've listened to calls and I literally want to scream at how people answer the phones because they're not happy. They're not happy mm-hmm. people or they just don't like their job. Just a smile. Um, yeah, you got to smile when you talk and power selling pros really helps bring that out of your team. So I think there's some, (laughs) there's going to be some bald freaking bobbleheads, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. But, uh, yeah. So I, hopefully this was helpful. We kind of covered a wide range of things. So hopefully somebody gets at least a little bit of value out of this show. Um, I don't know if you want to close it with anything or, or
2: yeah. I mean, if thoughts? you have any questions about any of this stuff, don't hesitate to reach out to Josh or myself. I mean, any of us, because um, this is truly like, this is completely unscripted because this is how we do things all day, every day. So you have a question about this, like, let me know. Cause I could literally, I could help you out and, and point you in the direction. And there's a lot of people that I probably didn't even mention uh, just, just, just because I mean there's so many people who have had a, an influence on making this automation. Uh absolutely Steve. We'll send you some bobbleheads to cane of too. Uh but yeah, there's there's a lot of people out there who have helped out tremendously with making us uh remote and making it making it possible for us to be remote and, and it also takes a different mindset for the technicians so if you take your business right now and you just threw them out in a remote atmosphere be prepared for some kickback um it's it's something that you i would probably ease into if if you haven't been remote and you've been in business for a long time it was easy for us because we were new and the business was young so
1: yeah it's one of those things that uh it definitely need you need to ease into it like it's like anything in your life, right? Like if you just tomorrow woke up and you decided to be a totally different person than everybody knows, they're going to yeah. be like, what's going on with you? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's going to be some kickback, just do it gradually and reach out, reach out on Facebook groups, reach out to Tersh. Um, I'm happy to, to help where I can. I never operated an HVAC company that way, but my company now is remote. So I'm kind of going through some of the same things that Tersh has as far as setting up our business and, 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 systems and, and stuff we, like that. So we didn't talk about
2: you. Of, we didn't talk about it, but there's the whole aspect of, of call, you know, people in Philippines answering phone calls and stuff like that. I mean you have all kinds of remote people doing stuff. So yeah, that's a whole another rabbit hole we could dive into, but that's probably best for another show.
1: Yeah. So hopefully uh and again I don't have a, a great because this is my first time being the actual host of the show so but uh hopefully this was super helpful for to anyone listening or watching um until next time we 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 do have some really cool shows coming up we met some really cool people at service world expo so hopefully you guys share this podcast um and get it in front of some other people because we're gonna be talking about some really cool kind of cutting edge stuff here coming up and uh we hope that you guys all continue to tune in until next time let's uh I don't know. I need a tagline. I'm just going to end it.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Service Business Mastery. Now that you are equipped with essential business advice from this impactful conversation, you are one step closer to becoming the successful owner of your dreams. If this episode has been helpful to your business journey, don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a rating, and share it with other owners as well. Visit servicebusinessmastery.com to learn more.